Titles, go. How many ways to say Asian? No stash. Under the wet. Loved you in Big Fish. Carrot therapy. <laughs> Nurple. Thicker than Selig. <laughs> Fuck Joel! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, wow. <laughs> Let's do this. Warning. What you are about to hear contains explicit language, adult themes, and potentially disturbing content. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts and do not reflect the opinions of anyone else, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. This podcast is intended for an immature audience and should not be listened to by anyone, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. You know, fuck it. You've been warned. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of GeekPod. I'm your host, Paul. I'm Hugh. I'm Jack. And we got no stash tonight. Kev's feeling under the wetter. He's taking it off. Wetter? Uh, what, the, what the hell is wetter? The wetter. I took your <laughs> advice. I got the cough drops this week. There you go. Oh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> guys, what's got you geeked? Well, I don't have a geeked. I have a freaked. I've got what's got me freaked. Let me tell you guys a story. So uh, I don't think I mentioned it, but for Easter, we got our, our 10-year-old daughter a new bicycle. She's grown out of the old one. We got her a new one. And since we're trying to get more exercise, uh, we decided to break out our, you know, we're going to break out our bikes. You know, we went and we bought a bunch of like water bottle holders and all sorts of stuff. Anyway, so it, the first step of this is I have to go down to the basement and get mine and my wife's bikes. So I go down there, the bikes are all in a corner, plus this one bike that just randomly got left in our yard once and I grabbed it because, whew, free bike, but we don't use it. <laughs> anyway, all the bikes had fallen over and all the pedals had gone into each other's spokes, okay, <laughs> yeah, which makes a mess. So I'm down there in my cramped, cluttered basement and I'm trying to get this. I'm like, motherfucker, God damn it. I'm like, wow, fuck it. And I hear, what's wrong? I'm, I'm directly under the living room. I hear what's wrong. I'm like, that goddamn fucking pedals are stuck. I couldn't even get it out. I was just like, you know, blood pressure. I'm like, you know, it's stuck. I can't get it. So I finally get the bikes free. I get the first one outside. I'm bringing the second one. My wife comes down. She's like, what was all that yelling about? I said, I, I told you, I mean, maybe you didn't hear me, but I, I told you when you asked that the bikes were stuck together. She's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, when you heard me yelling downstairs and you said, what's wrong? She's like, I didn't say anything to you. I was, I was getting my shoes on in the dining room. When I heard you yell, I didn't say a word to you. I'm like, you're fucking with And I'm, I treat my wife like a queen, but I, I was like straight up belligerent. Like you're fucking with me. Don't be fucking with me. Probably, probably the faux angriest or whatever. I don't know what you want to call it that I've ever spoken to her because she, we don't play tricks like that on each other. You know, we don't do practical right. jokes. She dead serious swears up and down. She did not ask me what was wrong. This wasn't, you know, I, I mishear a lot of things. I have bad hearing. It comes from years of standing in front of a Marshall half stack. Um, I, I get that. But this was, I heard a clear voice 
ask me a clear question and I clearly responded. If it had just been a sound or a voice or something. Now I can't tell you 100% that it was her voice because I wasn't thinking about it in the moment. I heard what sounded like a female voice ask me what was wrong in reaction to me screaming and swearing at the bicycles. I'm freaked out. Okay, that, that's fucking crazy. And I told her, oh, it's time to, to get some of the uh, ghost equipment and take it downstairs. She's like, don't you dare. <laughs> yeah. But, Did but it sound I, like her voice? <laughs> I, I don't know. Because in the moment, in the moment, nothing didn't throw a red flag to me. You know, right. I mean, I mean, I can't. I, at that time, I wasn't when I heard what's wrong. I wasn't going, hmm, does that sound like my wife's <laughs> voice? I just reacted. You know, I didn't think about it. She asked me the same thing. Um, but we're, we're a little freaked out. But here's the thing. She's lived in this house for 42 years almost. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the house she grew up in. Um, nothing has ever happened here. And they don't know why. It, we're just really, really kind of freaked out and not sure what happened. Wow. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't even if she had never said to me, what was that all about? I would have wouldn't have brought it up you know, because I thought she heard my response. I never would have had any idea. It was that clear to me, the, the, the back and forth that I never would have second guessed it until she said something. Wow. That's crazy. Was this her parents' house or like what's yeah. the story? Okay. Yeah, it's her parents' house. She, they, they moved in when she was uh, really, really young. They bought it and she lived here her whole life, uh, went to college, moved out for a few years, met me. And then we bought the house and moved back. So <laughs> Well, somebody so, really likes how the long is the house, though? Uh, I mean, the house isn't that old. I don't know off the top of my head. I think it was built in the 30s. Um, I mean, as far as we know, no crazy deaths. But uh, you would think that something would have come up before. I mean, the only weirdness that she's ever had is her dad used to smoke. And uh, he was a very, very powerful character. You know, he had a very deep voice like this. And I mean, everybody you know, loved him. And, and, you know, he just, he, he was, he was the, the room when he walked into the room, he became the room. I'm told I never got to meet the man. Um, and once in a while, she says that she can smell his cigarette smoke in the house, but that was only when we first moved in that really could have been just a little cigarette smoke stuck between two cracks of paint somewhere, you know, <laughs> um, it, it wasn't anything that we really, you know, were freaked out about. And, you know, I tend to be the skeptic, but I mean, this, this was, if this had been evidence on a fucking ghost show, it would have been something really good. Yeah. I mean, are you, I by, heard like it. A, are you by like a dead end or a cemetery? No. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Sorry, keep weird, going. Nothing weird happens on the street. This was all houses built by, you know, they had uh, the, the developers came in and they built a bunch of houses that all kind of look the same, you know, that, that kind of thing. You can't really tell, Paul, because they flipped up where the door is and the porch and stuff. But there's like yeah. three houses on this road that look exactly the same. And then there's a few others that look like each other as well. So they kind of staggered them. Every three or four houses was the same style. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there, there's no history. I'm not aware of anything happening around us either with our neighbors. I mean, our... The, the neighbor on one side, actually neighbors on both sides are the people that were living there when she was a kid. Wow. <laughs> Still. Wow. Yeah, it's a little crazy. Yeah. But she won't Let's, let us investigate, huh? I, I don't think she... <laughs> I, well, you know, you, you stir shut up. You, you stir shut that's up. That's very and, true. Yep. And, and that's I mean, the opposite of what she wants. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I guess I think that 
if this is a place that should not have any reason for activity and you stir shit up and bring it, uh, it's not going to be a friendly residual spirit because nobody fucking died here. There's no residual spirits. There's nothing going on. It's something else. I don't need that shit in my house. Right. So are you going to you gonna do some smudging around the house? Burn some sage? I'm not going to do a fucking thing. I'm going to pretend it didn't happen after this podcast. I'm done talking about it once once we move on. Right. <laughs> but, I, but I'm serious, Hugh. Though we should get a couple pizzas, maybe a thirty rack or two, um, and then we should all come over and try to go ghost hunting and do this together when she's out of town. Us four and Kev when he's feeling better. Yeah, no, that's, I that's the opposite of what he just said. Yeah, I yeah. know, but I that's but that's why I'm bringing Jack, the beer Jack, in because it's, it's a it's a happy Jack, thing. We have actual places we're going. You have never told have you haven't told him about that. Have we you? haven't discussed this portion yet. Okay. We're, we we're we're slowly bringing him back into everything. Okay, Jack, we're going ghost hunting. Paul and I have dropped tons of money on equipment. We uh, Paul has places lined up. I mean, it's it's a geek pod thing. Oh, yeah. I've been already twice in my past. I've done it oh. before. It's fun. Nice. All right. We'll so definitely yeah, do. Let's do it. But not here. We're not doing not it here. here. Okay. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> nice. Corbs, what's got you geeked? Oh, I got a couple of things. Um, last weekend was um, my first golf golf outing of the of the year, so kind of got out for the first time. So that was pretty cool. But uh, the major news for me is uh, I told you guys my brother was looking for it was in line for kidney donation. I mentioned it a while back. Um, he was going on dialysis. Um, so last. Wednesday, I think Wednesday afternoon, he went in to have like whatever it is, the port, whatever put into his stomach to do the kidney di- uh, dialysis. And Thursday, Friday, Friday, Friday morning or Friday afternoon-ish, night-ish, um, they called him and told him that they had a kidney for him. Wow. So nice. He went, he went in Friday night to have the kidney re- kidney replaced. So they called him at six o'clock and then the guy that, that was supposed to get the kidney couldn't, for some reason, couldn't do the surgery. And my brother was a perfect match for the kidney. So he jumped to the front of the line and they gave it to him. Awesome. Yeah, so he's, uh, he's he, he actually just came home today, so. Nice. So he's home, he's home resting. Yeah, so it's it's, we're all pretty stoked about it, so. But can't go and see him just yet, only because he just came home. He's got to kind of stay isolated and, and whatnot. So, but other than that, that's just it. I mean, it's been, like I said, it's been a pretty exciting weekend for that. So we've been, you know, letting letting him talk. I've talked to him a couple of times and whatnot. So <clears throat> but that's it for me. I mean, just the, the fact that my brother got the kidney, hopefully it, he, uh, it takes and he, he recovers well. So. Awesome. That's, that's great. But um, serious note, though, how'd you shoot, though, the first round? 91. <laughs> 91. I shot a 91. I didn't play too bad. I had a couple of bad shots, but not, not too bad overall for the first time out. So very good. Playing again, playing, again, playing again this Sunday coming up. So try to play every I try to play every Sunday or every other Sunday. So because in two weeks, it's Mother's Day. So I won't play golf on Mother's Day. So. Right. Because right now, technically, isn't it like snowing or it's like really cold outside? It's really cold outside. 
it was cold on Sunday when we were out there at to start, but as you, as the round got going, it, it warmed up. It was probably about 75 when we got finished. So when we started out, it was probably more like 55. So tough to be out there in a pair of shorts playing golf, but yeah, I made it work. Yeah. Let's see All right. right. Go to it. So I know I've already mentioned it a couple times, but a month uh, tomorrow is Star Wars Celebration. And I'm really getting geeked for it, really hardcore. So um, I'm in Facebook groups, um, Instagram groups, just like I was driving home from work on Friday. And I told you guys a couple weeks ago, I'm getting Anthony Daniels and Carl Weathers pictures. So um, I literally uh, call my friend from LA because we're doing everything together. We're doing the buddy system because we don't want to separate because there's going to be so many people at this convention. So I literally call him. I'm like, I, like, I don't even speak any English. I'm like, it dropped. It dropped. He's like, what? Celebration was canceled? I'm like, no, it dropped. I got in line and now it's sold out. I'm going to meet and get a picture with you and McGregor. Awesome. So, Wow, that would be that would be cool. My friend wants the autograph and picture, so he spent like you McGregor. Believe it or not, is a three hundred dollar picture. I believe it, <laughs> especially right now. Yeah. So, um, but um, we're gonna get that on Friday, but um, because like all the big panels will be on Saturday probably. But um, that would be really cool because like meeting, like getting a picture with you McGregor. Oh my god, that's just that's like the bucket list thing. And I know I probably sound like as like I'm not if Hayden Christensen drops, okay, I can skip that one. I'm not gonna lie, I'm not gonna lose sleep over that one. But um, the big one with that, I, if it drops, I'm gonna be like, oh my god, if this like this one drops, like I hope not because I don't want to spend any more money on pictures because I've spent close to maybe five hundred dollars on pictures alone. Um, Liam Neeson, as you know, um, he was on comic book like website. He was like, I'll come back as Qui-Gon Jinn if it's like on the silver screen. I will literally, I don't know, that like, let's say a mortgage payment. But like, he has to come back for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Come on, his voice at least or something. But like, he if he doesn't show up for this panel at Celebration, that's just going to be crazy. But it's just going to erupt. But that's always cool. And um, the last thing that's got me geeked, um, they finally, finally, because I, I always like film history. They released the title of Avatar 2 today, which was really cool. Is it so, Avatar 2? <laughs> Avatar 2, The Way of Water. The Way <laughs> of Water. I thought so it was like, going to be Avatar 2 fucking finally. but <laughs> My brother time. said the same thing. He's like, he's like, fucking don't care by now. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> but um, those are always good movies. But James Cameron has confirmed, as you all know, five movies in this freaking saga. <laughs> it's he's like, not going to survive long enough to get through all five like at this rate the third one i guess There's... is already d- done yeah the fourth one is going to come out in 2026 and the fifth one will come out in 2028 like what the hell <laughs> but i'm probably if this one's any good maybe i'll continue but honestly we'll see what happens i mean each time they come out you're going to have the nostalgia factor again so it'll be like 20 years in between anyway yeah so the big thing was, I guess, they filmed underwater, and it's filmed in, like, 4D. It's revolutionary. That's what James Cameron does, and he just makes everything perfect. He's a net oh, you've, been to, you've been to 4D before. Doesn't it spit on you or some shit like that? It spits on you. It shakes you out of your seat. <laughs> punches you in the dick. 
It's <laughs> <sighs> not one of my no, proudest moments. <laughs> I, I, uh, you know, the, the, the cost of that picture really bothers me. And, you know, part of this is just my experience, you know, with, with bigger names, because we can, we do local cons and they're, you know, it's not huge names. Um, generally, you know, they, you know, if you, if you pay for something, you know, it's 10, 15 bucks. Um, back when that we had good Star Trek conventions here, I mean, I met most of the uh, good portion of the cast of uh, Star Trek Next Gen and got their autographs and didn't have, I mean, we didn't pay anything. The convention paid them to be there and they signed shit because they were happy. And I'm talking like, you know, Nichelle Nichols, you know, I mean, she's, you know, Hollywood royalty practically. Um, you know, John Delancey, I, I couldn't even go through all of them because, you know, there, there were like, there was a span of like five years where just about everybody but Patrick Stewart, you know, showed up. Um, I, even William Shatner, I got his autograph. We didn't pay for the autograph. Well, no, we did. We did. But it wasn't like, you know, $300. I think it was like 70 bucks. Uh, but, you know, Ewan McGregor, he is an actor who is still in Hollywood right now. You know, I understand when it's a smaller actor who really doesn't have another income stream. I kind of understand, you know, paying a lot for, for something like that, for just a picture. But it bothers me when someone who's making millions in Hollywood is charging you 300 bucks to stand there for two and a half seconds. Potentially behind plexiglass. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he he should be, you know he should be doing it because you, you are the reason he's making millions in Hollywood. That that just bothers me. I mean, they should throw him a couple grand to be there, ten grand. I don't know what the going rate is, but you know, three hundred dollars a picture on top of that. How how many? They opened up the line. Do you know how many people? Was there like a limit? A thousand? Two thousand? I don't know, but I know the convention can only hold like two thousand people at a time, so it's only a select amount. But still, like you said, Hugh, it shouldn't be that much. Like. It shouldn't be anything. Like you shouldn't have to pay for this. I agree. I don't like that. So that's because the whole school of thought on how these conventions and guest signings work um, has changed. Everything goes off of a guarantee now. Like they are guaranteed that they're going to make X amount of dollars at a show. And whatever they don't make is now the the promoter has to pay the difference so by charging the 300 dollars a person that's going towards their guarantee that disney but also celebration i'm not sure if that works the same way because it's the disney machine yeah but so right. that's that's what it is that that's why that's why um guys like the comic book men when they're busy off doing other podcasts and hanging out with by the bar um they're not making their guarantee so promoters have to make up that that money but yeah, we will see but um it'll be fun but you mcgregor apparently just got married maybe he'll be paid for his honeymoon i don't know yeah <laughs> you paid for the rose petals for his honeymoon already so i didn't even buy a piece of paper for that rose petal yeah. <laughs> um you gotta look him straight in the eye when you meet him and be like loved you in big fish <laughs> I was gonna go with Moulin Rouge on that one, but uh, no, but Big, <laughs> Big that Fish is more is your style. That's yeah. it is, but no, Big Fish is actually my favorite Ewan McGregor movie, believe it or not. I had to rack my brain to come up with a movie that wasn't like one of the big sci-fi movies of his. <laughs> um, sorry, I'm writing one down. <laughs> um, so anyway, what's got me geeked? Um. I got to check out our, our brand new uh, comic shop in the Syracuse area today. 
uh, popped in over in Camillus, <clears throat> right on Genesee Street, dropped into Funky Town Comics. It's a, it's a cool little indie comic shop, just opened up. They had been um, all online for a while, and they decided, um, the owner, I met him today, Jesse Humiston, I probably murdered his last name, um, <clears throat> decided to open up a little shop. Small. It, it's a very small shop. Um, he's got big ideas, big plans. Um, he's kind of partnered up with a good friend of the show, Jeff Watkins. Jeff's going to have a little bit of a presence in that store. Um, he's also good buddies with our sponsor, Collectibles Galore. So, you know, it's, I, I guess we can consider these guys part of the family as well. So a big uh, shout out to those guys. Welcome to the, welcome to the party, pal. Um, and um, it's a cool place. Jesse's an awesome dude. We, we talked for a good 20 minutes. I, I circled the shop multiple times. Seems to know his stuff. He definitely knows the ins and outs of the comics world in our area so um if you guys get a chance especially you jack since you live out that way um stop right. on out and uh check him out where um, where on the drag is it it so, is in the same room. yep it's in the same building as the armony or armani law firm um, that doesn't help it's a blue building i'm trying okay. to remember what it's near it's, it's near good buddies pub and I think oh, yeah. across the street from the vet clinic so Hugh, it's next to a Chinese place on West Tennessee Street. Do you know where that is or no? Um, it's it, called Asian, Asian Walk now, I believe. Okay, I know where Asian Walk is. If I'm heading toward Walmart, that's on the right. Yes, sir. Every time, we, every time we drive by there, I say the name of the place, but I pronounce Asian differently. It was the China House years ago. That was better Chinese, but that's not the point of Paul's story. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, yeah, and, and I'm just saying, you know, that I just realized that probably sounds absolutely horrible, but it's just, you know, one of those things you just do every time you go by someplace. And my wife looks at me and she's like, how many different ways are you going to find to pronounce that one word? <laughs> how many ways to say Asian? I love it. <laughs> um, now now i, I want to ask you paul do you feel like our area can support another comic shop with their location yes because there isn't anything really out there if it had showed up into syracuse proper like the rest of the ones no um but we've that's not the issue we're having so we've got enough in our area I, i'm saying maybe we should eliminate one of them and i've got a pretty good suggestion on which one should go <laughs> Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's about it. Uh, so Jesse, if you're checking this out, love the shop today. It was great meeting you and, um, guys give them a shout out. Jesse. What uh, up? Thanks for the catch oh. on that one. Totally not where I was going. Check them out. If you get a chance oh. and I'm still well, stopped week. and I'm like, yeah, yep. okay. <laughs> <clears throat> um, but, uh, that about does it for me on that one too, guys. Um, what uh what's everybody playing i went down an old road this week and i because i i had been playing around with fallout and excited about my impending steam deck in my far far future um i started playing portal the original portal again this evening and man that game is so good and it holds up has anyone here played portal I've heard of it. Shame on you, Paul. It, it'll it'll yes. run on any old computer you have, probably. Go on Steam, buy Portal 1 and 2. Immediately play it. You can finish it, even with your limited playtime, before we get back together next week. But you you, <laughs> you got to understand, 
Portal is a, a, a touchstone. Like Portal 2, if you made a list of perfect games, Portal 2 would be in contention for that the number one spot. Um, nice. Portal 1 is, is still excellent, but they just improved everything in Portal 2. It's like the perfect sequel. Um, but it's an experience. So many things, uh, gaming touchstones come out of that. The cake is a lie and um, you, you just have to play it because it's, it's different than anything that came before and has influenced everything that's come since. Nice. Um, it's an incredible puzzle platformer that is written with an intelligence that I, I, I'm glad it, it sounds like you don't know a lot about it because I don't want to ruin it because believe it or not, First-person games are usually less about the story and more about the action. This is a, a puzzle simulator, let's call it, that is completely about the story, but you don't even realize you're being told the story until, holy shit, what is going on? And it just escalates across both games, and it, it's masterful. Nice. That was a good description without giving it away, Hugh, because Portal 2, I used to play in college all the time. Oh, it was so great. good. So good really good i will have to check it out at some point then yeah i can't imagine it's more than 10 bucks the first one at least gotcha uh corbs you playing anything baseball that's yes. it yeah baseball that's it. still balling okay yep still touch my balls <laughs> wetty balls <laughs> wetty balls <laughs> uh, jack so Hugh said the old road. I'm going to say an old dusty road for mine because I went down. Oh, the God, game. you went to Oregon Trail, didn't you? <laughs> no, actually, I went to the original Game Boy from the early 90s. The, um, um, I have one of those still. So, yeah, I stole it from my brother. But um, I, I was playing Killer Instinct. Did you guys ever play that? Wow. Game? Not on game. the Game Boy. <laughs> on the game, I know I can play it on any system with color, like, probably like Super Nintendo or like Xbox, but I played it on the Game Boy. But um, as we all know, it's like Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter. But you guys Claymation. have all played it. So, yeah, you've all played it, it sounds like. But um, my, the character that I always used to use in Killer Instinct was Gladius. I'm probably saying it's wrong, but the alien, like he would turn into a blob and super punch and it was really cool. But um, I'm not going to lie, when I was a kid, yes, you're probably still doing it now. Because like Game Boy didn't, like, yes, it came out with like the backlight eventually. But I just remember playing it like, under like a nightlight like under my um when i was a kid like under my bunk bed i was like oh i want to play this i gotta beat this but um yeah i probably did that last night too but um it's, it's such a fun game though like it's just simple it's like button mashing but yeah you guys hit it all on the head right there i could have played it in color i could have played it with better graphics nope i chose the old game boy route <laughs> <laughs> outstanding um mine uh mine is the fact that uh, WWE 2K22, the first DLC dropped. We got our Banzai pack that uh, included uh, new characters such as Omos, former American Ninja Warrior contestant Casey Catanzaro, Yokozuna, Rikishi, and Umaga. Um, ask me how many of the new characters I've used. How many of the new characters have you used? Big old fat zero. <laughs> Gotta use fucking Rikishi. Uh, at some point I will, but I haven't yet. I've still been tweaking stuff for uh, for all, any of our GeekPod fans that are anxiously awaiting more downloaded 
downloadable content from us, including our, our new um, show that I put on there uh, called Geeked. We've got an arena, the whole show, the whole deal. I think the version that went up, though, <laughs> I got to figure out how to pull down because I think it saved before I actually finished everything. So most of it just looks like the AEW ring. Since with with the bonsai pack though, Paul, you why wouldn't do you, do they have like Taka Michinoku or like Funaki in that? No, they, no? they went bonsai, I think, because Yokozuna. Oh, right, right, okay. So, um, but that about does it. Um, uh, that dropped literally. We're we're doing this on Wednesday. I, that dropped yesterday on Tuesday on on April twenty sixth. And it kind of threw me off. It wasn't an automatic download for me. I actually had to go in and say, you know, get this, even though I already had the the season pass. So, did it did it automatically download for you, Hugh, or did you have to do know. the same thing? I haven't turned it on, so oh, okay. I, I turned on my PlayStation. Gotcha. All right. Um, well, seeing as we don't have Kev here to do the tabletop review. I'm going to go ahead and say we throw it to commercial break and we'll come back with the news. What do you say, guys? Works for me. All right. Perfect. Stick with me. We'll be right back. The fourth annual Sci-Fi Horror Fest is coming with an all-new location, new guests, and all the same fun, charm, and camaraderie that you've come to know and love. Sci-Fi Horror Fest has a new home for 2022 at the Vernon Downs Casino and Hotel in Vernon, New York. Sci-Fi Horror Fest will be held on August 26th and 27th. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is a family-friendly event featuring fun activities, vendors, and a media area with an eclectic group of podcast personalities. Exciting celebrity guest appearances will be announced soon. For more information and to purchase tickets, go to www.sci-fi-horrorfest.com. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is currently looking for volunteers. This is your chance to be a part of the fun. Please note, details of the event are subject to change due to any lasting issues due to COVID-19. Looking for the hottest new comic on the shelf or a keyback issue to complete your run? How about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for? Come to Collectibles Galore, located in North Syracuse with ample off-street parking. Collectibles Galore has a huge selection of comics, toys, and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else. Comics Galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection. New customers get 15% off their first purchase in-store. Collectibles Galore for all of your pop culture needs. Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is the king of comics. Before you inadvertently refer to the veggie sides in your meal delivery service as carrot therapy and create a household meme that applies to anything one doesn't like but has to endure, here's the news. So far, no mentions of Hue therapy yet. First up, you must be kidding. Elon Musk has bought Twitter. 
Who cares? The deal was announced earlier this week and has the internet in an uproar. Musk claims that censorship has hurt the platform and it needs to be a free speech bastion for all, even those we disagree with. I can't say I see an issue with that. Honestly, sure, there are folks I'd rather not see have a voice, like Paul, but that's an emotional reaction. If we're going to follow the American values of free speech, then he kind of has a point. Yes, a platform can choose not to give someone a podium if they feel their dialogue is hateful or harmful. A platform can also allow everyone to speak freely if they choose to do so. I don't have a moral problem with this. What's bizarre is the comment section on any news article about this. You have both the left and the right complaining this is going to somehow result in more censorship by the opposite party. It's like we don't even know what the fuck we're fighting about anymore. A guy doesn't say Twitter should be less censored, spend $43 million on it, then do exactly what he said he didn't want to do. And what both sides are saying can't possibly be true at the same time. If they censor both the left and the right, then we are left with Tinder for people who don't know how to use the camera on their smartphone and drunk Hulk tweets. Those are gold. Next up, the depressed night returns. Warner Brothers kicked off CinemaCon by announcing there will be a sequel to The Batman. Both Matt Reeves and Robert Pattinson will be back to look sad in Gotham City. Early numbers show the film has done better on HBO Max than all of their other day and date releases so far. The good news is this is at least at least this version of Batman will now have some room to grow into something better. I think we kind of expected this with all the spinoffs happening. Rather than a one-off, it seems to be an attempt at creating a universe. Hopefully, Pattinson will stop channeling his inner Robert Smith and start channeling any version of Bruce Wayne at fucking all. I'll even take Japan's late 60s Bat-O-Man version, if that's what he's got to do. And finally, all the news fit to read. With so much going on these days, sometimes really important stories slip through the cracks. Russia shuts off gas to Poland. Bill Murray is me too Melissa Lucio getting her execution delayed. And all the Johnny Depp cosplay at his defamation trial. These all rule our current headlines, but what about the stories that really change lives? The information that the general public has to have in order to be true to themselves and their true purpose in life. What about the most important story of the year? General Mills has released Trix Track Serial in the lead up to the Jurassic Park Dominion release. It's the reincarnation of the classic 90s serial Jurassic Park crunch with fruit flavored dinosaur tracks, dinosaur shaped marshmallows and what appears to be an aspirin in each bite. This is coming together. Uh, this is a coming together moment the world desperately needs right now. If anything can ally us behind each other, it is a cartoon rabbit trying to steal our breakfast. And that's the news, kids. Now, I have to say I'm a little pissed off today. So today was supposed to be a celebration day. My wife officially signed her agent contract today and is now a signed author with the Keys Literary Agency. There's still a ton of work to do, but this is a huge milestone. She said the day she signed, she wanted pizza and wings for dinner. Let me tell you a story. But a month ago, I go to Price Chopper on Erie Boulevard and discover behind the hot food case, there's a fucking chicken wing bar. Mind you, I've been shopping here for like 10 years and never peered behind the hot food case and had no idea it was there. That day, I grabbed two of each wing to try them. There were plain, some flavors, and breaded wings. And the breaded wings were the best we've ever had. And my wife loved them. Jump forward to three weeks ago when I call and ask if they have any breaded wings in the bar. The guy who answered the phone, who we will call Joel because that's his fucking name, says, no, there aren't any on the wing bar, but I'd be happy to whip some up. So I order two pounds of breaded wings, go pick them up, and fatness ensues. And there is today. My wife says she's looking forward to the wings more than the pizza, really. So this morning, I call up Price Shopper and order the wings for later in the afternoon and called Pavone's Pizza for the pizza. 
And when I get there, they hand me a pound of fried unbreaded wings. What happens next is ridiculous. Three employees insist to me that they have never had breaded wings. No one has a clue what I'm talking about. The girl who took my order keeps saying, we don't bread wings, we never have. I fucking bought them there twice in the past month. What in the actual chicken fried but not breaded fuck? Are they hiring from the bottom of the application pile rather than the top? Do they have a rogue employee named Joel because that's his fucking name who is stealth adding things to their menu and not telling anyone? Neither of these things are my fault. I just want the breaded wings you fucking sold me before. Am I the asshole? Well, I am now because I had to tell my wife the place that sells us breaded wings doesn't sell breaded wings. Paul? Fucking Joel. <clears throat> In other news, orange, month, and purple are the only words in English that don't have another word that rhymes with it. Back to you, Jack. Wow. Interesting. Before we get started about nurple. (laughs) That's what I was just going to say. Nurple, nurple. Before I get started, fuck Joel as well. All right, so <laughs> this week for trivia, let's um, talk about movies that actors passed on. So we'll give you a couple examples before we get started. Uh, the movie um, Forrest Gump was for John Travolta, but he passed that on, and it went to Tom Hanks. Um, another one was Al Pacino was supposed to be Han Solo, but that went to Harrison Ford. But we'll give this one a little comic book savvy for this one, because we all like Guardians of the Galaxy, hopefully. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, as we know, Kurt Russell played Ego. Who was the actor that was supposed to play Ego? Mom, Paul, this is all you. You must know this. I don't. Oh, come on. He's done chick flicks. He's done guy movies. Guys want to be him. Girls love him. McConaughey? Matthew McConaughey. There you go. And thank then, you. thank you, Corbs. And then this last one you should get. This one's pretty easy. In 1993, there was a little script called Elf Created. And um, this was passed on an actor because he had four number one hits in 1994 come out. But he did not want to do it years later and went to Will Ferrell that played Elf. Who was Elf written for? Adam Sandler? No. <laughs> that, that's what I would have went with, too. Jim Carrey? Jim Carrey. There you go. You guys got your trivia questions this week. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're gonna go harder next week. Sorry, guys. Those ones were reasonably easy, I guess. If you knew, did you actually know that about McConaughey? Or were you guessing? You? No, I said. Oh, it was Corey who said that. I oh, guessed that. Sorry. Jesus Christ. Look in the right spot. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Looks so, uh, so no, much it alike. It's... <laughs> yeah, so much alike. No, it was a guess. I mean, when he started, when he mentioned like chick flicks and guys and girls, and I was like, yo, I was thinking, all right, all right, all right. Exactly. All right, all right, all right. Now, when, when he... you started into it, Jack, when you said there are movies that people passed on, I'm like, okay, this is all about people who died during movies. <laughs> yeah. That's no, what I like every answer has to be Brandon Lee. <laughs> like, <laughs> you took it. It was he Brandon Lee or Heath Ledger. <laughs> Very true. No, but um, but also Matthew McConaughey did um Tropic Thunder. And do you know who that part was written for? 
you know that one. Uh, you know how he played um, Ben Stiller's agent in Tropic Thunder. We'll do a little bonus one right now because this one's spur of the moment. Tropic Thunder, Matthew McConaughey was uh, Ben Stiller's agent. Who was supposed to be the agent in Tropic Thunder? But that that actor was in rehab. Actually, that's why he couldn't do it. Oh, well, wasn't what I was thinking then. He's a comedic actor, but he can do drama too. No clue. All right. Um, do you want a hint? Another hint? He did a, a funny movie with a big, tall man in 2005. If I give it too much, it'll, you'll get it. With a big, tall man in 2005. Life of the Party. All right. You, do you want to take a guess? Nope. Nope. <laughs> and right. Corbs, you want to take one guess and then? I got nothing, man. All right. Paul? Billy Crystal. We've all... <laughs> no, we've all seen this movie. And that actor would be Owen Wilson. Who the fuck was the big tall man in 2005? It was uh, Vince Vaughn. He's Vince tall. Vaughn's like six... it, he's, six... he's six foot five, bro. Oh. I didn't know that. Didn't, didn't yeah, you but... didn't you go measure him when he was here? No. <laughs> he was here, you're right. Mm-hmm. A couple actually, times. Yeah. They're making a second a sequel to that movie that they filmed here. Nice. Was that any good? I never even saw it. Yeah, no, uh... it wasn't good. <laughs> okay. I watched it. I want two hours of my life back. So when he comes here to film it second, I want to I'm gonna go and ask him for two hours of my life back. Well, there you go. Let us know how that works out. I'm going to. <laughs> just right. like the family, just like the packs. Yeah, just spread like the Family Guy <laughs> clip where you could be like you're a big phony or something like that. I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring Coke and beer because that's what that movie was all about. No, it was the binge, right? The binge. It's yes. it's based on the purge. The parody. Parody of the purge, but it's all about they have outlawed drinking and drugs. And Except for one, one day night, a year. One day a year on your 18th on your 18th birthday. Once you turn well, once you turn 18, it's illegal for one night a year. And nice. So, yeah, so everybody goes out and gets fucking wasted, and they have all these like rage parties and like mounds of cocaine. And that totally that. sounds like Syracuse. It does. Uh, so I get to do that on my 18th birthday next year because I'm 17. Last <laughs> week, weren't you like 53? Yeah, I, I age weird lately. So. <laughs> Easy there, Benjamin Button. <laughs> I age backwards on the Benjamin Button of this group. <laughs> because every group has a Benjamin Button. <laughs> Honestly, I've never seen that movie to be. My, neither have I. No. Yeah. Definitely not in my wheelhouse. Yeah, I don't really yeah. care to see that movie. <laughs> yeah. My All ex-girlfriend's right. like, let's watch that. I'm like, no way. I'd rather just just take something else. That's how I feel about most movies you guys talk about. <laughs> Speaking of movies, sounds like it's a good time for Corb's classic movie review. Cue the music. Sure? I think so. Henry. Cue the, cue the music. There's no music. I don't hear any music. Should I wait? Yeah, hang on one second. Oh, Jesus.
There, is that better? No. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we're doing this, huh? Hopefully. Right, so kind of the point. It is the point. You're right, Hugh. I gotta see something. Give me a second. I'm not prepared. Just watching Moon Knight. Yeah, that's right. gonna be a fun talk, isn't it, Paul? I mean, it all yeah. depends. <laughs> what is it you say, Paul? This is fantastic radio. Right. radio. I feel like they called you right after Moon Knight, and they'd be like, "What did you think, Paul? Did you like it?" They're like, "Yes, it was fantastic." <laughs> but let's get we'll get into that later. All right, so movie I chose this week is Raiders of the Lost Ark. All right. This actually kind of plays into Jack's question, too. So, first, renowned archaeologist, university professor, expert in the occult, man of, and man of adventure, Dr. Indiana Jones, is hired by the U.S. government to find the Ark of the Covenant, a secret artifact which is believed to hold the Ten Commandments, Assumed to contain the unfathomable destructive force, Indiana Jones travels to the dangerous mountains of Nepal and then to the mysterious Cairo. Where he teams up with his old flame, Marion, his old, his friend, Sala. But this is a, a frenzied race against time and the road to the covenant relic passes through Indiana's scheming arch rival, Dr. Rene Balak. And a band of Nazis. Fucking Nazis. Indian, yeah, seriously. Can, can Indiana Jones prevent the Ark from falling into the wrong hands? So, obviously, you guys all know you've seen this movie. It stars Harrison Ford as Dr. Jones. Um, who else is in this? Nobody really. Actually, uh, Alfred Molina is in this movie. He's actually in the very Sala. Fuck what? John Reese Davies. Yes. Oh, is that okay? So it, it, Carrie Allen, Carrie Allen plays Marion, his old his old flame. Um, I think it's a fantastic movie. You know, uh, it's kicked off the whole Indiana Jones series, which we'll get into at a later date. Um, but. To go along with what Jack was saying, movies that were passed on by people, you do know that there was another actor that was supposed to be Dr. Jones. I heard that. I, I forget who it was, though. Mr. Mustache himself, right? Yeah. Tom Selleck? Tom Selleck. Oh, I was going to say Hulk Hogan. Tom Selleck. They wanted Tom Selleck to, to play Indiana Jones, and he passed on it and gave Harrison Ford. So, um, came out in 1981. Um, it's still a classic. There's some you know, good scenes in it. There's some scenes that um, to this day are pretty cool. Um, the scene where he's in the in Cairo in the market and the guy's doing the whole sword twisting thing and he takes his gun and pulls it out and just shoots him. Right. He, do you realize, or you know, nobody realizes this, it came out that he was actually sick with a, like 102 fever that day. Uh-huh. And they were like, oh, we want you to do this, this, and this, you know, to get him to drop the, the sword. And he just was like, you know what, fuck it, and shot him. And they were like, perfect, just leave it. 
So yeah, and like we're supposed to believe Han didn't shoot first after that. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, it's a, like I said, great movie. Um, it is directed by I believe it's Spielberg. It is directed. Yes. So um, I give it. I'm gonna give it four stars. I, I love the movie. I try to watch it when it's on. I've actually tried to watch all of them in order. It's difficult uh-huh. to do because there's they're so long. But I've seen I've seen the first three in order. So, but are, are you gonna touch on that, or are you gonna wait until you do Temple of yeah, Doom no, to yeah, discuss that? I'll, I'll do. Yeah, I'll do it later. Okay. All right, then uh, you you want to hear what uh? I don't want to hear what he has. I don't want to hear what he has to say, but I guess we're going to. Well, first of all, I I want you guys to give your opinion since we've done so many of these now. Uh, what do you think he gave this movie? I don't see how he couldn't have given it good marks because I I, I feel like it was an instant hit and a classic right from the get go. Okay. That's my well, out of how many stars are we talking? Is it we talking yeah. five? We talking I think they go out of five. Yeah, out of five. I'm gonna think he. I'm gonna think he gave it probably four, four and a half mm-hmm. stars, at least four. Yeah. Okay. What do you think, Jack? I'm gonna go low ball at two and a half or three. All right. Well, um, Corbs and Hugh, you nailed it. He also gave it four stars, <clears throat> and he has this to say. And let's see if this works out better this week. <clears throat> Raiders of the Lost Ark is an out-of-body experience, a movie of glorious imagination and breakneck speed that grabs you in the first shot, hurdles you through a series of incredible adventures, and deposits you back in reality two hours later. Breathless, dizzy, wrung out, and with a silly grin on your face. This movie celebrates the stories we spent our adolescence searching for in the pulp adventure magazines, in the novels of Edgar Rice Burroughs, in comic books, even in the movies. There used to be a magazine named Thrilling Wonder Stories, and every shot in Raiders of the Lost Ark looks like one of its covers. It's the kind of movie where the hero gets out of bed wondering what daring exploits and astonishing cliffhanging death-defying threats he will have to survive in the next 10 seconds. It's actually more than a movie. It's a catalog of adventure. For locations, it ticks off the jungles of South America, the hinterlands of Tibet, the deserts of Egypt, a hidden submarine base, an isolated island, a forgotten tomb, no, make that two forgotten tombs, and an American archaeology classroom. For villains, it has sadistic Nazis, slimy grave diggers, drunken Sherpas, and scheming Frenchmen. Fucking Frenchmen. For threats, it climaxes with the wrath of God and leads up to their spectacular development by easy stages with tarantulas, runaway boulders, hidden spears, falling rock slabs, burning airplanes, runaway trucks, sealed tombs, and snakes. Lots of snakes. For modes of conveyance, it looks like... (laughs) Right? It looks like one of those old world's fair panoramas of transportation. It has horse carts, biplanes, motorcycles, submarines, ships, horses, trains, and trucks. No bicycles. And camels. And camels. For heroes, it has Indiana Jones, played by Harrison Ford, and his former and future girlfriend, Marion Ravenwood, played by Karen Allen. She's the kind of girl, well, to make a long story short, when they first met 10 years ago, Indiana deflowered her, and that made her so mad at men that she moved to the mountains of Tibet, opened a bar, and started nightly drinking contests with the Sherpas. She'll never forgive him. Almost. The time... (laughs) 
1936. Indy is an American archaeologist who learns that the Nazis think they've discovered the long-lost resting place of the Ark of the Covenant. The golden casket used by the ancient Hebrews to hold the Ten Commandments. Indy's mission? Beat the Nazis to the prize. He flies to Tibet, collects Marion and a priceless medallion that holds the secret of the Ark's location, and then tries to outsmart the Nazis. What is a little amazing about Raiders of the Lost Ark is that this plot somehow holds together and makes more sense, even though it functions primarily as a framework for the most incredible series of action and stunt pieces I've ever seen in a movie. Indiana and Marion spend the entire film hanging by their fingernails, literally at one point, over a pit of poisonous snakes. They survive a series of gruesome and dreadful traps, pitfalls, double crosses, ambushes, and fates worse than death, of which this movie suggests several. And Indiana engages in the best chase scene I've seen in a film. I include, in second place, the chase from the French Connection with Bullet in a uh, distant third. The chase involves a truck, three Jeeps, a horse, a motorcycle, and an awesomely difficult stunt in which a character is required to make a 360-degree turn of the speeding truck. All of these spe spectacles are achieved with flawless movie technology brought to a combination of stunts, special visual effects, and sheer sweat. The makers of this film have covered similar ground before perhaps never so fluently george lucas the executive producer gave birth to the star wars movies and steven spielberg the director made jaws and close encounters the rest of the all-star crew's work includes photography by veteran british cinematographer douglas slocum appropriately stirring and haunting music by star wars composer john williams sets by star wars production designer norman reynolds and art director les dilly 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 and countless wonders. <laughs> we all wonderments. need silly. <laughs> <laughs> countless wonderments by Richard Edlund, who supervises the visual effects. Two things, however, make Raiders of the Lost Ark more than just a technological triumph. Its sense of humor and the drawl style of its characters. This is often a funny movie, but it doesn't get many of its laughs with dialogue and only a few with obvious gags. Although the biggest laugh comes from the oldest and most obvious gag involving a swordsman and a marksman. Yeah. We find ourselves laughing in surprise, in relief, in incredul in incredulity. Incre yeah. Incredulity. Thank I you. Fucked, you fucked me up now. <laughs> at, the movie's, <laughs> at the movie's ability to pile one incident upon another in an inexhaustible series of inventions. And the personalities of the central characters are enormously winning. Harrison Ford, as Indy Jones, does not do a re reprise of his Star Wars work. Instead, he creates a taciturn and understated, stubborn character who might be the Humphrey Bogart of the treasure of the Sierra Madre with his tongue in his cheek. He survives fires, crushings, shootings, burnings. He really hates snakes. Karen Allen plays the female lead with a resilient toughness that develops its own charm. She can handle herself in any situation. She really hates snakes. <clears throat> Raiders of the Lost Ark is a swashbuckling adventure epic in the tradition of Star Wars, Superman, the James Bond pictures, and all the other multi-million dollar special effects extravaganzas. It wants only to entertain. It succeeds. Watch it with somebody you know fairly well. There will be times during the film when it will be necessary to grab somebody. I don't think I've ever grabbed somebody the entire time I've watched those. The entirety of them. Uh, but he really liked it. Good job, Paul. That was good. I think it's because you didn't have to say the word water, but water or snakes again. <laughs> snakes. I didn't have to be snakes. <clears throat> um. So there we have it. So you you mentioned about the um the chase scene. 
there's actually a website that lists the top 30 chase scenes. Yeah. It's not even in there. Unbelievable. Really? But they did say that the French Connection one was was first, and I was kind of shocked when they said that Bullet was a distant third. Yes. I've seen the chase, just chase scene in Bullet, and that's actually very good. I don't think I've ever seen it. Or the French my Connection. The, my dad's got the, the, the Mustang. Nice. Or the Camaro, whatever he's got next the movie that they, was... they, they... go ahead no, you 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 go ahead i thought you were done all right well it's the my dad got it. it's the updated version of it but it's the same green color car that he has in the movie so nice that review was very listy yes yes i mean listy to the point of listiness it was very jarring for me. And it was also very animated, like the way it was written, which is why I was reading it the way I was, because I was trying to convey that. Um, I almost Sounds like there's like a sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I, I almost lost my cough drop a couple times. I was, I was heading on its way out there. <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> it just bounced off the camera. <laughs> I know. But, was um, there like a lot of exclamation points in that? Like, like you, like you no. said, like you were. It was just like so excited. I don't know. No, it was just I, you could tell by the way it was written that I, I needed to give it a little something. So, a little something, something, a little something, something. And speaking of a little something, something, why don't uh, why don't you guys stick with us for this commercial break and we're gonna wrap this thing up. See you, bye. Fourth annual Sci-Fi Horror Fest is coming with an all-new location, new guests, and all the same fun, charm, and camaraderie that you've come to know and love. Sci-Fi Horror Fest has a new home for 2022 with the Vernon Downs Casino and Hotel in Vernon, New York. Sci-Fi Horror Fest will be held on August 26th and 27th. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is a family-friendly event featuring fun activities, vendors, and a media area with an eclectic group of podcast personalities. Exciting celebrity guest appearances will be announced soon. For more information and to purchase tickets, go to www.sci-fi-horrorfest.com. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is currently looking for volunteers. This is your chance to be a part of the fun. Please note, details of the event are subject to change due to any lasting issues due to COVID-19. Looking for the hottest new comic on the shelf or a keyback issue to complete your run? How about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for? Come to Collectibles Galore, located in North Syracuse with ample off-street parking. Collectibles Galore has a huge selection of comics, toys, and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else. Comics Galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection. New customers get 15% off their first purchase in-store. Collectibles Galore for all of your pop culture needs. Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is THE king of comics.
right. And you know what that means? This week's weekly topic. Guys, going a little different with this one. You come into possession of your own time machine. Where are you going? What are you doing? Wow. Do we have to go to the past or do we go to, or we can go to the future? What? I just gave you all of the rules. Okay. All of the rules, Shaq. I know, I know. All right, I'm going to make it all sad, but sweet, but sad too. I'd go back in time and uh, meet my wife a number of years beforehand so we would have had time to have a second kid. Deep. Until you added that last part on, I was totally going to go after you, but now I can't. On that one. Yeah. Okay. Dick, you ruin it for me every time. <laughs> Who wants to go next? Dude, I tried to give you free video games tonight and you ruined that, so it's not always me. <laughs> Who the fuck doesn't have a Steam account? And an <laughs> IT guy who plays video games doesn't. Not. I don't have one either. I'm not going. <laughs> You're talking. You all. God. Is that, wait, does it count? Does it count if my son has a Steam account? No. Close you... enough. You're in the club. Right. <laughs> he, and I'll give you. He's on it. He he goes on there and gets games all the time. Like it's it's linked to my email address. So he'll go in and purchase stuff. I, I buy him like gift cards and stuff like that. He goes in and purchases shit all the time in there. So he loves it. So I'd go back to ancient Egypt and then I'd go forward to see if we destroyed ourselves. Like, hmm, all right. I guess if I could pick something, like I can go the Hugh route because it would have been cool to meet my dad's father. And I never met the guy because he died in 84 of a heart attack. But apparently my dad said I was just like him, same. Like, um, like we're the same height and all that. He was a Marine, I guess. He served under uh, MacArthur during World War II. He oh. brought a samurai sword back from World War II, which was really cool. And um, Not for the family they stole it from. Well, <laughs> well, it's long story short. Like, I don't want to get into too much of the details, but my dad's mom threw all that stuff out. My dad actually had... It's like, even all, worse. It's, it's not good stuff to talk about. My dad had like Superman edition like two i think but his mom threw it out all that but like whatever but um i guess from a history standpoint maybe i would try to go back and try to stop the lincoln assassination because i like abraham lincoln and seeing all that stuff like but i would probably be put in jail to like think of the crazy guy like how do you know what's gonna happen like you know what if he'd lived too long he probably would have fucked it all up and screwed his image up he well he what I, yeah like actually it's funny how you say your uh, wife is now published you which i'm thrilled about for the past 15 years i've been actually writing a book myself and um it's a theory of what if like it's like what if scenarios and like lincoln like i was like if he survived his assassination what would have happened this book is like up to 800 pages now and i'm still not publishing it um i'm still just going to keep adding on and on but but i guess like i would want to go to the future and see what's going on i don't want to change anything in the past really so i'll just go to the future and live the best life I can not change anything nice Corbs oh god that's a good one though oh it's difficult to say to be honest with you I mean there's so many things that you, you would like to go back and see like I'd like to go back to 1919 and watch the White Sox play in that time just to, to, to see my my idol play a baseball game um, but like Jack says, we go back in, in time. Do you want to, do you save Lincoln? Do you save Kennedy? You know, stuff like that. 
disembodied voices back. Yeah. That's my child again. The hair bag. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, do you go and then the, now the main question becomes, do you go back and try to financially set yourself up? Kind of like in the movie uh, Time Cop. Do you go back and buy stock for family members and then have them just transferred from you know down the line to family members stuff like that i mean would you would you be ethical would you not be ethical would you would you go back would you go back a couple of years when the, the powerball was 1.5 billion dollars would you go back to the day before the time for somebody won it and put your name in that pot because only one person won it you know that's the that's there's the ethical conundrum and then there's just the factual conundrum do you go back and change history and then by changing history what history do you erase in the process mm. so so for me i mean I, I would probably go back i'd like to go back in time and, and see some old school baseball watch Babe ruth play watch luke garrett play these guys ty cobb and question no this is just a question for me and i'm sorry to bother you but would you go back and watch Jackie Robinson play. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. What was that? That's my son. He just with all the commotion with like no, breaking the, the color he... barrier, color oh. barrier and stuff. Would you would you go back and want to watch that going on at the time? Yeah. So I mean, yeah. Why don't we all just go back and see the dinosaurs and take some edibles and just enjoy the show? <laughs> <laughs> I, I gotta say though, Corbs, you talk about ethics. I mean, I don't think going back in time and buying stock or winning the lottery, I don't see anything unethical about that. Unethical time travel is going me going back in time and fucking all your moms so that I'm your dad when I get back here. That's unethical, okay? <laughs> oh, that's just fucked up. <laughs> buying some stock in Apple, not a big deal. There's plenty of it to go around. True. You know, I just, it's, it's, it's that, it's that, you know, I was like, I was, I was likening it back to Marty McFly and Back to the Future 2 when he buys the sports almanac. You know, would you do something to that effect to better financially stabilize your life in the future? I can't say I wouldn't do it because I've actually thought about that shit all the time. I, I wouldn't bet on stuff like that. I would just, uh, you know, invest in things I know are going to be big and just kind of keep rolling it forward and try my best to remember when Bitcoin was it as big as because you do realize you could have spent like, you know, a thousand dollars on Bitcoin when it first came out and it was like 0. 0.00000017 of a cent for yeah. one Bitcoin and be a billionaire. Mm -hmm. True. That's the big one. Paul, where would you want to go? You haven't said much. <laughs> He's, just, he's, he's watching and, and contemplating all these. Right. No, I'm very specific. I would go back. He's wondering to... what our moms all look like. <laughs> oh, this is good. <laughs> I would go back to uh, like 2008 and um, make sure that they finish the fucking script for Green Lantern before they start shooting the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Actually, I have a good one now too. Maybe and not, I would go and sway them from not having an animated suit. True. Maybe um, I will go back and go back in time and not go and 
chase down my phone like I did those years ago. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> it turned out all right. You yeah, it worked out so well for you. <laughs> if anybody's listening, go to previous episodes of GeekPad. <laughs> <laughs> you just you might end up fucking it up, and then they do kill you. <laughs> and then you're like i'm fading away <laughs> oh yeah True. oh god that one actually had some legs that was a pretty good question that was a great question now you have now you have to ask kevin that when he comes back maybe we can go back in time and make sure he doesn't feel so shitty and he can be part of it maybe he should have just drank while it was on camera i'll go Everything I call kills everything. Was, was Kevin born with that mustache? I want to go back to a time where he didn't have that mustache. <laughs> he was born with that mustache. <laughs> Seriously, that thing is thick. That's right? You you brush it, your breath, your comb just comes right off. Just snap the comb. Snap. It might be, <laughs> this might be thicker than Celix. I'm just saying. Oh, I agree. There's Robert Goo. Yeah, Robert Goulet, thicker Tom than Selleck, Selleck's, really thicker than Selleck's. That's what it's called. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, let's move it on uh, along to uh, the midstream midstream report, guys. Evening? What are you watching? Well, I um, as far as new shows, I am. Uh, I started watching Catla on uh, Netflix, which is in an Icelandic language, but they have English dubbing for it. And it's good English dubbing. It's not like, you know, most of the Korean English dubbing we get is kind of fucking weird. Um, this is good. And uh, I don't want to give away too much, but the premise of it is these people live on this like volcanic island. And a year ago, the uh, volcano exploded and it's been, it didn't do like a pyroclastic flow or anything like that, but it's been constant ash. And the government has moved just about everyone off the island excuse me, but there's still people who, who live there, a small village, and there's a scientific station. And the strange thing is people start showing up, crawling out of the crevices, covered in ash, like not just ash you can wipe off, like and they have to scrape it off. And one is a girl that they were pretty sure died a year ago when it first went off. Another one appears to be a girl who visited the island decades ago and left and moved on and adult her it's, it still exists it's it's fucking bizarre and i don't know what the the twist is and i might have given away too much already but um I, i'm really interested to see where it was i mean two of the people have connections to the island the third person so far we've seen just show up definitely died years ago and not anywhere near this place but somehow they're there because they're tied to a person that's on the island now. So it's very interesting. Um, very moody. They, they've, they've got the, the atmosphere of an island that's under constant ash assault down. I mean, it's some, some beautiful but gloomy ash-covered vistas. You've always got the fucking volcano spewing smoke into the, uh, the, the sky. Really cool. It's Catla, K-A-T-L-A. Uh, I, don't think, I think it's only six, maybe eight episodes. Um, definitely looks like it's, it's worth a look. We're enjoying it so far. Nice. That sounds really cool. It is. And right about now is the time to jump into a, a short series like that because there's nothing on right now. No, there's not. That's exactly why we started watching it. No. I'm actually catching up on uh, Young Rock now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I started watching that, but my wife really didn't dig it. So 
that's what happened before but now that we've started rewatching it like Kristen's enjoying it like she she thinks it's hilarious now so we're just pressing on and it's a 30 minute like sitcom so yeah you can watch it you can watch a couple episodes in a night mm-hmm. um but to uh just go into things that i know we're going to go into anyway um i did want to bring up um the walking dead i don't know if we need to talk about fear the walking dead um just because it's fucking stupid but um the dare did you see the news uh yes the, uh, the daryl and carol show it's now going right. to be the daryl show because That's carol stupid. has pulled out um well do you know the reason because oh, okay here's the thing because never in the history of news have i seen them announce something like this and then clarify it with a really good reason like you know 20 30 40 minutes later because i don't know if people were freaking the fuck out but the reason Carol McBride, uh, not Melissa, Melissa McBride, Melissa. She's, she's Carol <laughs> to me. The reason she had to pull out is because the Daryl show is be is both set in and film going to be filmed in Europe, which brings some questions right there. And she's not able to make the move work for her at this time. Wow. Oh, okay. But I, I don't know. I mean, he must find a boat big enough to carry his bicycle or bicycle, his motorcycle to Europe. But that we didn't know that. I don't think that's very interesting. Getting to see a different part of the world. I'm infinitely more excited about that now than I was, and I was pretty excited about it. It sucks that she's not going to be in it, but I mean, I, I think they can still do it, and they could certainly they could move her over to fear if they really wanted to, if they want to keep her going, because that's still filming here. Maybe she can save it. And I mean, I'm sure there's another cast member they could uh, send with uh, Daryl. You don't think there's a cast member they can send? No, with no, 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 I don't think she can save fear. Oh, once Walking Dead's over, I'm just giving up for a while. There's too many spinoffs for sure. But um, when you're done talking about fear, I'll give you a, a show that I'm watching right now. Okay, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> no, we're not done because um, no. I watched <laughs> I watched the the Charlie episode that was this week's. That was this week's, yeah. Yeah. And Any good? I no, no, no. I felt like I needed to take a shower afterwards because yeah, creepy. Yeah. Super creepy, especially considering that we find out in that episode that Charlie is 12 years old, about to be 13. And it ends up getting into some very adult themes with a 12 year old. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, okay. So I'm going to ask this question because I, I was thinking about this during watching the episode, which was not good. Um, so they say she has radiation poisoning. Do you believe she actually has the radiation poisoning? Or do you think it's a slow play that her and John Dory Sr. and mm. June? I thought about and, that, yeah. And Morgan, they're all playing on Strand. I, I, I was wondering that as well. Okay. But. So it wasn't just me. Yeah, it seems nobody... like at the end she had red blotches though, like on her face and and arms and stuff. Like at the very last scene when she's crying over the the, the, the swan dive, yeah. Mm. Um, so I didn't catch that, but yeah. And Hugh has a different perspective because he's already seen the the uh, the one following that already. Yeah, they don't touch back on that. Oh. It's like one and done. So I mean, we're yeah, just I don't, I, 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 and I don't get that they're doing like episodes for each one, each per each. Well, person. they've all they've done that for years. I don't want to say always, but for a number of years now, they've right. kind of segregated the cast and they've all done their own thing. Um, right. I mean, the, the next one, trust me, the next one's even more infuriating because of, of what they do to Daniel's character and. It's, okay. Ah. 
You're just making me want to get back into Fear the Walking Dead so bad. <laughs> yeah, don't 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 no, do that to no, yourself. No, no, don't don't say that. Here's the thing. And, and Jack, don't stop watching. There's not too many spinoffs. Just that that's not that's yet. silly talk. Not yet. Yeah, yeah, but, 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 but shows are going away. But here's the thing. We're all invested in this universe. There's gonna be variable quality. Fear wasn't great when it started. It got really good, it got bad. Walking Dead was good, then bad, then good, then bad, then good again. These things change, okay. Uh, there's no reason to stop watching if you you've invested in this. Do you have anything else to do on a Sunday night? I don't. I mean, that's the Sunday night show. Might as well watch it. Uh, yeah, it's pissing me off right now. Maybe fear won't recover. Walking Dead will be, you know, end on a high note. The Daryl spinoff might be shit, but the the Negan and Maggie spinoff is great. I'm sure that Tales of the Walking Dead is going to be fantastic. And whatever they come up with next, they're going to keep this going for years. Still, yeah. we're going to have good. We're going to have bad. I like having appointment TV and knowing what I'm watching on Sunday night. That is comforting to me. That's fair because I just remember I have been watching Walking Dead since 2010. Like I've been an original. I have the whole graphic novel behind me. I have the whole set. I've read the whole thing. So, but it's like maybe the Maggie Negan one will be pretty cool. But like, just when I'm, I'm still going to watch Walking Dead, I'm never going to stop not watching it. It's like what you said, a Sunday night show. I, I get it. Makes sense. But um, if you want to talk more about this real quick, I'll let you, and I don't, then I'll tell you what I'm watching real quick. No, Paul says no. no I, I think can't that talk was about it. it no, anymore. I mean you can. I'm just, I'm <laughs> no. just saying I'm done with no. it now because I'm the one that brought it back around. <laughs> no, but um, just um, corpse can probably relate a little bit to this. As we know, tomorrow is the NFL draft a little bit. So I've been, I've been, I, I, I actually like this stuff. It's kind of cool. Like, um, like it's now a draft party. It's Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. It used to be just Saturday and Sunday, and then each pick used to be like 15 minutes for a pick, but it used to take so long. But what I'm getting at, there's a movie with Kevin Cosner called Draft Day, and um, just it's it's really cool, Hugh. I know you um like I know football, but just the strategy behind it. Like, say you're NFL GM, you need certain players for your team. It's just like I would like to be like um like go into one of those like war rooms they're called. And just like see how they orchestrate, like say like the Philadelphia Eagles are my team. They have the 15th and 18th pick. Are they going to draft out of need? Are they going to draft the best position? Or are they going to do what they did a couple of years ago when they drafted their tight end, Dallas Goddard, to a fuck you to Dallas Cowboys? We're going to take your player that we that you wanted. Or do they just like, it's just cool how they do like um these uh, teams, how they draft because there's always surprise picks. Like, it's really cool how they do that. Like, are they going to come in and be on your team? Are they going to be an all-star or are they going to be a bust? But it's just really neat how they like go about doing this because they look so many like days out of the year. Like they, they, they turn this into a whole draft party. It's in Las Vegas this year. Yeah. And then it's really cool how they do that. And um, just, I'm really, really excited to see what they do with the draft this year, because like, you're going to have, of course, your players that should be picked, but actually this is the first year in a couple years. They don't know who the consensus what's the word i'm looking for the who the clear number one thank you the clear number one pick is this year it could be three uh, one of three players usually generally it's a quarterback but uh jacksonville already has their quarterback so it's going to be kind of cool to see how they do this so like are there going to be trades is there going to be drama it's it's kind of cool how they do that so i got um, i got enough of that picking teams for things in school 
enough disappointing team picking ceremonies. I, I don't need this. <laughs> but Especially it, it, one I, that I know I'm not going to get picked, not just one I'm going to get picked last. But it's so it's so cool though. Like if you have a, a Saturday night, you don't know what to watch. Paul said he liked it. Corbs, did you like Draft Day? I like Draft Day. So Draft Day was written for the Buffalo Bills at first, but the Bills wanted more money, so they did the Cleveland Browns. And you guys got to let me know the actor that played Superman in Smallville. He plays the quarterback. Yep. Yeah, he he plays the quarterback. He, this is pretty cool. Like he literally destroys his locker room. And like literally Kevin Cosner is the star of this. He goes to him. He's like, I know you, but you're busting your ass, but I got a fucking job to do, man. Get your fucking bet. I can rehab. Jack, does it, have, does it have superheroes in it? No, you can't. No, it no. does not. Does it have any, any horror elements? Aliens, witches, vampires, werewolves, ghosts. Oh, it's got his ex-wife. It's, yeah, I was about to say it's got his ex-wife and Jennifer Garner that looks like a duck. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, so, so that's that's a no then? That's a no to my question. Uh, <laughs> you're okay. like my then, then I don't care. <laughs> I know. I like I said the same thing to my brother, and he's like, Yeah, I just don't give a shit. I'm like, you're killing me. Get, all right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so Corbs, do you have anything to add? For uh, the, draft day? No. No. What about for what no. you're watching? Uh well, let's see. I watched the winning time, the next episode of that. Um so it's basically like halfway through the season. So I don't know how far it's going to, how much longer, like, I don't know how many episodes there is. I think I looked on wherever there was 10 episodes. So I don't know how much farther they're going to get. I don't know how many episodes total it is. Um, but like I said, they're about halfway. Um, the Lakers are in first place and, and whatnot. So it's, it's a very cool telling um, of the, the, the rise of the dynasty, Laker dynasty in the eighties. So um you know, it shows it just basically shows everything like how they, they go about dealing with each other. The players do. You got the rookies coming in, Magic Johnson being the top rookie. You got Kareem Abdul Jabbar at the time was the top player in the NBA. Um, how their attitudes connect together, how they deal with each other. They don't get along at first, and then they start working together and they start winning, stuff like that. And the, their coach gets hurt in a bicycle accident, and his assistant steps in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who the fuck gets hurt in a bicycle accident and and, and you want and, and you laugh but it was a serious injury like he ended up having it was yeah he ended up he didn't coach the rest of the year um and because of that the, his assistant stepped in and they won the they won the championship and he took over the team the year after that and then halfway through that that year they were playing so well and they fired the guy that took over and hired his assistant to be the head coach who actually ended up winning him three championships. That's Pat Riley. So it goes, it goes and shows you how all these things were connected together and stuff like that. So it was, it's just a pretty, it's, it's, it's interesting. I like it because it has to do with sports and it's basketball um, and the Lakers, but that's my brother's team. So, I mean, growing up, I was a Bulls fan. I love Michael Jordan. My dad loved Larry Bird. So the three of us had a little rivalry in the eighties going back and forth because my brother and I both played basketball and stuff. So, um, but it's just, it's really cool. Um, I mean, if you guys want to check it out, it's on HBO. Um, I watch it on Hulu on the next day or whatever. So, and then the other show that I picked up this, this week came out this week is Billy the kid. An epic. Um, that show was pretty freaking cool. It goes about, it starts out as it, it's his telling his story from when he grew up in New York City, how his family moved to Kansas, 
um, when he was a young boy and stuff like that. That was the first episode. It kind of walked you through how they made the trek from New York City to, I want to say it was Coffeeville, Kansas. And the government promised them it was going to be this booming town and there was going to be plenty of jobs for them out there. And they show up and it's like two buildings. Syracuse. It, pretty much. It's like three buildings, four tents, and a mud pit. No jobs out there for anybody. It's basically like a halfway point between New York City, you know, where New York and wherever west you were going is what it ended up looking like. So, and then staying there for a while. Um, his father gets injured on the way from New York City to Kansas and ends up dying. I don't know if he died or killed himself or whatever. They don't really explain it. Um, so that's the first episode. So it's only been one episode. So, but I've been looking forward. I'm a big, I'm a big guy for Westerns. Doc Holiday, Whiter, Billy the Kid. Uh, you know, I, I like watching those. Young Guns is another movie that I enjoy watching because it has to do with with Billy the Kid and whatnot. So, so, but it was a pretty decent show. Uh, I'm looking forward to next week when the new, new episode pops. So, nice. But I did see another show. I haven't t- checked it out yet, but I do want to see it. It's called We Own the City. Um, it's about the Baltimore gun um, force in Baltimore. And apparently, I, I didn't know it. Um, it's about this uh, group of guys in the in this department that are basically, they feel like they run the city and they're, so they knock over or they arrest drug dealers or whatever and they're taking the money and stuff like that so it's it goes about from what it looks like is it goes about how they how they did it and how they get taken down gotcha so and it stars shane oh nice. oh john Berg. nice yep. so he's one of the guys in it so that's kind of the reason why i'm looking forward to watching it so it's a it's a short episode short, short series about six episodes so I'm hoping I can get it through it. I'm hoping that they're all they all dropped at one time and I can get through it and watch it. So cool. So is it about that time, Paul? I think it is. Well, are you, are you launch nuggets? into it? No, he to talk about Moon Knight. Oh, yeah. oh. I don't know. I, I just I just Jack, I want to clear something up. You said, hey, you know, when Mo- you're done watching Moon Knight, do you call Paul? I don't call Paul after Moon Knight's over, just in case he still has his tongue in Oscar Isaac's ass. I don't want to interrupt anything. I just want to let him be. Uh, and I figure we'll catch up when we get to the show. That'll no, that's that straight. Is it, is, it, that. is it Warren Isaac's ass or is it Ethan Hawke's ass? Or is it is it like a train that they're running? Oh, that's just disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> Paul's just like, yep, just wait for it. <laughs> Who wants to start here? I haven't seen it. <laughs> okay. I was confused. I'm not going to lie to you. You know what? You're right. The exposition, we needed it. Here's the thing. No casual viewer understood what the fuck happened except for the, the big picture things they were trying to get across. And I'm not saying that it was bad. Um, visually, um, cinematography if that's a word artistically it was all good it was very complex but i think it was too much and a good example is the doctor we're put into this situation and it seems like ethan hawk in the the dead world dream world whatever it seems like he's the bad guy but a little while later he's actually helping him connect with his other self why would he be first of all 
choosing, because he must be choosing it, his arch nemesis to be the person that helps him through the dream world. None of that makes sense. And I just have to say that I feel they could have told all of that story with maybe some of the same beats and people involved in a much less confusing way. Is it, is it, I was wondering maybe if he was doing that because he's trying to get one of them to eliminate the other one. So he's, but he's not actually there. He's not, right. this was all, this was all in Mark's head. Mark chose his bad guy to be his actual afterlife therapist and help him. None of that makes sense. And I think it confused the audience. You know, I mean, at one point, you know, we were wondering if he really was the doctor and this was the real world. Once we know that's not the case, once we know this is all inside his head, if that character isn't some demon, like personal demon that's chasing him, because at one point that's what it seems like it is. And then it turns out he's actually trying to help him. I, I just, I, I don't, I don't see that. That's not a clean story in any way. <clears throat> That part is muddled, and I'm wondering if there's going to be a payoff with that next week. Well, well, here's the thing: I don't think you have time for that anymore. You have you have to resolve that. Plus, the the personality that's locked in the box. I thought they were going to open that up this week. There is so much they have to wrap up in one episode. I don't, I don't see how it's even possible. It's your season finale next week, isn't it? Yes, it is. Um, I'm going to say that I do agree that this episode came too late in the series. This should have probably been last week's episode. They should have moved it along a little bit further. I do think we needed what we got for basically Mark's origin story, which was heartbreaking. Um, yeah. That was fucking awful. Mm -hmm. And different from the comics. The, I mean, it's, it's the same beats. You know what I mean? I mean, there, there's a something awful happens to him in, in his childhood years to make this happen. It wasn't a fucking psychopathic mother. Um, but <clears throat> we needed that. We needed it to explain like just how severe his mental illness really is. What caused it, where we're going from there with it. Yeah. The, I watched an interview today that did say that they are going to reveal who is out, who else is in the sarcophagus. By the end of this season, I'm calling it now. That is going to be a stinger at the end to pay off into season two that they're refusing okay. to admit. <clears throat> um, and I again, the whole thing with the the boat ferrying them across went on for too long. That they, they needed to chop this down, especially if we're getting all of that. And I'm watching the clock tick down on this. I loved this episode because, again, but I am not general audience casual. you're not the casual fan exactly thank you that's what i was looking for and i'm going to be very interested tomorrow evening when the rest of the family watches this to see what they think of it but, but for me there were so many beats from the comics that they they were able to put into this and it was just astounding to me like the love and care that went into that for hardcore fans but just doing service to the hardcore fans isn't going to get you a season two of a tv show so they, they need to wrap all this up very well. There's a lot that we need to hit in the next episode, but in the interest of time, I'm not going to dive too deeply into this. But <clears throat> unlike you guys, I'm, I'm head over heels with this show. I love the fucking craziness of it. I love the weirdness. 
I'm also a huge Moon Knight fan. Everyone knows that. But, you know, I mean, I, I, I want to love the show. I love weirdness and craziness. I thought Peacemaker was fantastic. Mm-hmm. This, 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 it, it's almost like the guy who created Moon Knight or Moon Knight's biggest fan who knows everything got a fan fiction pass to write the script for this TV show. And um, I, I, it, it's, it's too much for everybody else, but the, the elite level fan. So is Steven dead? We don't know. That's what we're led to believe by the end of the episode. Okay. When he um, falls over the boat and turns to rock. I guess. Yeah. Whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. Okay. So have you had after credit scenes in each episode or do you think none? Okay, I watched them every time because I got burned on that in some of the other Disney Plus shows. <laughs> <laughs> so you you'll probably i don't know maybe you'll have an after credit scene with this one i think there will be there always seems to be at least one episode in each of the shows that had one so okay. all right but i think that about wraps it up because i don't want to go crazy on this this isn't the moon knight show <laughs> so, oh, that's maybe. the fist of Kanshu. yes which we stopped doing <laughs> a long time ago yeah we used to fist Kanshu for a few weeks straight um it's painful. Paul made me do it. <laughs> you you fisted Kanchu? He had smaller hands. I worked better. <laughs> <clears throat> oh. So what do you guys say? You think it's about it? Is it about t- time to drop the nuggets? I think it is. <clears throat> Alright. If what you've done is stupid but it works then it really isn't that stupid after all, is it? Now that note. Megabyte me bitches and good night. This has been a Geek Pod Network production. production.